Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Great to see you all this morning in church. Kids back at school. How many parents were happy that the kids are back at school this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woohoo! Youth back at school. Oh, there you, there you go. Youth was on Friday night. So good. Oh, there's woos there going everywhere. Who hasn't wooed yet that would like to woo? Thank you for wooing. Get the woo out now. We live in a world that abbreviates, true? They abbreviate words, especially in texts and emails. In some instances, it's like another language. Does anyone ever find that, or is that just the older I'm getting? So, see, I I get some of it, you know, the G2G, got to go. You know, when you send a text, G2G, or IMO, in my opinion, you guys are with me, right? You guys, do you, does anyone ever do this? No. Oh, come on. <laughs> my children do it, and I say, what's that mean? An age, An age survey. That's why we did the age survey. We want to know why you guys aren't abbreviating your texts. <laughs> LOL. That has got confusion. Some people think it means lots of love. It actually means laugh out loud, so just get that right, please, so that you're not sending love when you should be laughing, because that would be embarrassing. TBH, to be honest, don't you have a problem when people say, well, to be honest, and I think, well, what were you before that? (laughs) I really dislike that saying. If someone says, don't say to be honest to me, now you all know. BTW, by the way, I say all of that to say that we thought we would get into the, we'd get in on the program, so we're doing something with our, similar with our series this month. Who wants to guess what it means? What would? <laughs> it's not, it's not W, WWJD, no, it's not that. Maybe I should just tell you why we do what we do. Got that? Why we here at C3 Watson do what we do. We are compelled to do something. And so the month of February is all about why we do what we do or WWD, WWD. What is our vision? What is our purpose? Why are we here in this city? Because if we aren't living by vision, we aren't living. We're really not living. There's a story of a famous... It's a famous story about a block of marble back in the 1400s. Some of you know this story. This block of marble was deemed flawed, useless, and it was cast aside. Every sculptor who saw the block of marble 
saw it as either too long or too narrow to be valuable. And it lay there for 40 years, worthless. In 1501, a 26-year-old young man came across this block of marble and he saw something really different when he looked at the block of marble. He saw a greater vision for the block of marble than what it was. Inside the block of marble, this formless mass of stone, this young sculptor saw a masterpiece. He saw a hero. He saw something of beauty. He saw something of grace. He saw something of wonder. He saw something that became known as David. It was young Michelangelo, and he said this. He famously said, I already saw David inside. I had only to release him by chipping away at the marble that trapped him in. What do you see? What is your vision? What is the masterpiece that has been created in you, that is being chipped away at in your life. We need to have a vision for our life individually. But not only that, and what we're talking about this month is what is our vision here at C3 Watson? Why do we do what we do? What are we doing this year? Why are we doing it? So that's what we're going to be talking about over this next month. Now, our vision is this, to connect you to Jesus to develop you as a follower of Christ and to empower you to build the church. Connect, develop, empower. So the first part of our vision is to connect you to Jesus, which means this. It means that this church, C3 Watson, first and foremost, is here for the people who aren't here yet. We are first and foremost here... For all of the people in this city who aren't here yet or who don't know Jesus yet. We do what we do. We make decisions. We choose to make changes. We sacrifice our time. We give of our resources for the people who aren't here yet. We understand that we are here for a cause that is a lot bigger than we are. And it's the cause of Christ. His cause, the cause of Christ, broadens our vision. It broadens our horizons. It takes our life from a life that is focused on ourselves and causes us to look up and look out. And look out when God gets on, into someone and that starts to happen. We are compelled. Why are we compelled? Here it is, 2 Corinthians 5, 14. Christ's love has moved me to such extremes. His love, it's his love that has the first and the last word in everything we do. Our firm decision is to work from this focused centre. One man died for everyone. That puts everyone in the same boat. He included everyone in his death so that everyone could also be included in his life, a resurrection life a far better life than people ever lived on their own. We are compelled to show, the that, to show the people that don't know Jesus yet that they can live a far better life than the one that they are living right now without Christ. 
true? Why? Why, would we, why do we do that? It's not comfortable. It's not easy. It's, it's inconvenient at times. It can be messy. Why would we do it? Because Christ's love has moved me to such extremes. His love has the first and last word in everything we do here. In other words, we do what we do because of the love of Christ. See, Christ's love has impacted and changed my life. Totally. Totally changed my life. Totally turned my life around. Changed me from a shy, insecure person who wasn't living to someone who does a lot of things that she thought she could never do. And it was the love of Christ that did that. It wasn't anything else. And I can never get over that. The love of Christ has changed your life. And we can never get over that. Well, we should never get over that. Some versions of this scripture say, the love of Christ controls us. In other words, it compels us. It restrains us from going off course. These are some of the meanings. It holds us, presses us in on every side. It even makes us a prisoner. Christ's love has made me a prisoner to him. I just don't go and do whatever I feel like doing because Christ's love controls what I say and what I do and how I act. That scripture goes on to say in verse 18, and all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task. We have a task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. When Christ was here, he was reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. That scripture tells us that we have a a task, and that task is to reconcile people to him. And we have a message, and that message is a wonderful message of reconciliation. Literally, the meaning of that line is he has placed the message of reconciliation inside us. Some of you are saying, really? Yeah, really. He has placed the message of reconciliation inside you. When you came to Christ, do you know what he did? He placed that message of reconciliation inside you. And it wants to come out. And he wants it to come out. We are his ambassadors. In other words, we act as his representatives. Everywhere I go, I take the presence of God with me. And so do you. When you walk into your school, young people, you are taking heaven with you. And so when people come in contact with you, they're coming in contact with heaven. When you walk into your public service office, you are taking heaven with you. And when people come into contact with you, they come into contact with heaven. Everywhere you go. 
Always take the weather. No. Always take heaven with you as an ambassador, as a representative. I am representing Christ to the world, and so are you, because you have that message inside you. I have that message inside me. At our church, first and foremost, we are here for the people who aren't here yet. When a couple get pregnant and they are going to have a child, they prepare, right? Yeah? Yeah, they prepare. I hope. (laughs) It's going to be a rude shock if they don't. They prepare the room. They buy the clothes. They buy the furniture. They try and put it all together. Hopefully they know how to do that. They make renovations. They even, some of them might change their work situation. Some of them even build an addition or move house because they're getting ready for this new addition. We're having a second service because we're getting ready for new additions. So we're making another room and we're preparing and we're all getting involved because why? Because at C3 Church Watson, we are here first and foremost for the people who aren't here yet. So that's why we're doing what we're doing. Because we're pretty full right now, which is great. Isn't that good? Yeah, great. I'm glad you guys are all here. See, we want to see the reign of God in this place, in this city. Oh, we have a mandate. We are not staying stationary. We have a job to do. We want you to come with us. And I, you know what I promise you? You'll be glad you did. You will be glad you came along. So don't go, oh, man. You'll be glad because you're built for it. Because you have, you have the message of reconciliation in you and that changes the way that we live. Because Christ's love has compelled us and it moves us to such extremes. So that's connect. We want to grow numerically because people need to know Jesus. The next part of our vision is to develop you as a follower of Christ. Develop. As I've said, we want to grow numerically. But develop is all about growing internally. Develop you as a follower of Christ. We want to grow up. Grow up. Lovingly. Let's all grow up. Hebrews 6 says, Therefore, leaving the elementary teaching about Christ, let us press on to maturity. The message says it like this, So come on! Let's leave the preschool finger-painting exercises on Christ. It's okay to be preschool uh, finger-painting, preschool finger-painting, when you're in preschool. But let's move on. Let's, Let's get on with the grand work of art. Grow up in Christ. You can do it. Leave, leave behind the old, leave behind the immaturity and grow up in Christ. God's plan is that we would be moving 
There would be movement in our lives. It involves us moving on and growing up. It involves us going from where we are right now to where he's taking us. We're on a journey. And some people sit on the side of the road. They, they're on the journey. They're on the parkway. They're on the Tuggeranong Parkway. They're travelling at the right speed because of the speed cameras. Anyway, that's just me. Um, they're on the journey on the parkway and something happens. And so they pull off. They pull off onto the side of the road. And that's where they stay. And that's their life now. And they're watching all these people going and look where they're going and look what they're doing and they're getting job promotions and, oh, look, they're playing in the band. Oh, my gosh, and this person's running an interest group. And there's all these things that these people are doing and they're just standing on the side of the road in their car thinking, well, why? Why is that happening for them and not for me? Get back on the road! Don't just stay on the side watching. That's not what you're built for at all. Move towards your destination. Say goodbye to the things that put you on the side of the road. Sometimes the act of moving forward, all it does is involves forgetting the past and pressing on. I mean, Paul says it. Not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect. We're not there yet. We're not perfect, but this thing I do, I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which Christ laid hold of me. Christ has laid hold of you. Come on, let's keep moving towards what he has for us. Don't get stuck in a moment. Sometimes we get, just get stuck in a moment. Something bad happens, I know that. But we can get stuck in that moment. But what's a moment compared to a lifetime? Get back on the road. Get out of that moment. Press on. Sometimes it's a failure. It's a person you need to forgive. It's a mistake that you might have made. Here at C3 Watson, we want to develop you. We want to help you grow in life. But we just don't want to develop you full stop. We just don't want you to grow full stop. We want to develop you as a follower of Christ. We want you to grow up in Christ. And this is important because it's not about being a follower of a movement, although I love this movement, or a follower of a creed, or a follower of a a set of rules, or a follower of religion. It's a follower of Christ, of Jesus Christ. He is at the center and must stay there of everything we do. It is all about him. Colossians 1 says this, We look at this sun and see the God who cannot be seen. We look at this sun and see God's original purpose in everything created, for everything, absolutely everything, above and below, visible and invisible, rank after rank of angels. Everything got started in him and finds its purpose in him. You find your purpose in Christ. You won't find it anywhere else. You can look as much as you want, but you will find your purpose in Jesus Christ. He must be at the center. He is the message. So, 
Developing you as a follower of Christ happens in a number of ways. Just warning you, Jade, I'm getting ready to invite you up in case you have a child that you're holding. (laughs) Developing you as a follower of Christ happens in a number of ways in our church. But firstly, it happens by being in a small group. We encourage all of our members to be in a small group. Care in our church happens in a small group. That is where you will be supported, encouraged, prayed for. It's where you will receive prayer. Community in this church happens in a small group. See, we value community in our church, which is one of the main reasons, come up, Jade, why we have small groups. Can you welcome Jade? She's going to come up and tell you her, her small group story. <laughs> Woo! Thank you, lovely. Um, So I just wanted to share a bit about my testimony um, to do with life groups. Um, So we first moved to Canberra around two and a half years ago as we're a defence family and we've travelled from Melbourne to Darwin to Townsville and now here. We came to C3 Watson not knowing a single person. The church was welcoming and we instantly felt at home here. Although we still felt the need to make a stronger and closer connection with people, so we joined a young adults life group. Well, this is one of the best things I have ever done. The group we are a part of have always overwhelmed me with their care, generosity and prayer. They have supported us through some pretty tough times, like when I was sick due to complications in in late pregnancy and my husband Andy was away with work. They made and delivered home-cooked meals, babysat our oldest son, they helped clean my house and assisted with grocery shopping. Also, I could rest up and take care of our unborn baby who is now a happy and healthy little boy as a result. We feel very blessed to be supported by such wonderful people and love feeling a part of the community at C3. Our life group is actually one of the main reasons we have now chosen to stay and call Canberra our home. As a result, we meet, sorry, as a group, we meet fortnightly for structured Bible studies, prayer and fellowship, but also find ourselves catching up much more regularly for a variety of activities and more fellowship. As we have no family here in Canberra, it feels amazing to know that we have people that we can rely on whenever the need arises. We now call our life group our Canberra family and absolutely love doing life with them. Lastly, I encourage you all to join a life group as it could literally change your life. Isn't that awesome? So beautiful. This year we're adding interest groups to our church. That's that little gorgeous baby that Jade was talking about, (laughs) wanting his mummy. Uh, We're adding interest groups. Uh, An interest group is a group that meets together around a specific interest. It's easy enough. Cooking, biking, reading. Care also happens in interest groups. Our life groups and our interest groups meet fortnightly and they start this week. We have men's groups, women's groups, mixed groups, young adults groups. Our our values of growth and belonging happen in our groups. And I've talked about growth this morning, so I just want to spend the last few few moments talking about belonging because we value belonging in this place. I mean, Jade said it so beautifully. She found a home within a home through this group that she 
that, that her and Andy and their children are in. Belonging means being in the right place. Is anyone here who loves doing puzzles? When we go on holidays, when, when we used to go on holidays as a family, we used to, you know, get out the puzzle, you know, the thousand, two thousand piece puzzle. It's so good to put the pieces in the right place, you know. Children of ours have been known to hide the last piece <laughs> because they want to put that piece in. It's that great feeling of accomplishment, just putting the piece of puzzle in right in the right place. <laughs> I fit here. I'm in the right place. Belonging means a place that fits. I can't buy clothes online because I have to try them on before I buy them. I don't get people, someone needs to train me in the ways of shopping online, but I don't get how people can buy a whole heap of clothes and just without trying them on. What is that? <laughs> they don't fit. Belonging means it fits. Every person wants to fit. They want a place where they belong, where they, where they know others, where others know them. You know, we have people that walk into our church, even just recently, it happens semi-regular in this church, they'll walk into the church and they'll go, oh my gosh, I've just come home. And that is so precious and so beautiful because they've found a place where they fit, where they belong. We want people to come here and find that place. Life groups and interest groups will help you find a place where you belong in this church. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.